and I like how those are the two yeah. options. It's like uh, cheese or beer, right? Yeah, cheese or beer. <laughs> how much it. more? This is like Wisconsin. Wisconsin so right? These are the two things we can do. Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with on Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. Bar month continues at On Milwaukee. Uh, sure does. Bobby, you've been visiting breweries. Tough job the last it is, couple but, weeks. But in my defense, I have not been drinking beer there. <laughs> all right. All right. I, uh, I kind of believe you, right? <laughs> so we were at Sprecher Brewery last week along with uh, Good City Brewing. Yes. And now we've got two more craft breweries in Milwaukee to explore. Yes. Uh, I went to Third Space in the Menominee Valley. And okay. I went a little further afield to Biloba Brewing in the village of Brookfield. Crossing the county line. Yes. So that's to come today, Biloba Brewing and Third Space Brewing, both next on Urban Spelunking. Third Space Brewing, our destination on Urban Spelunking. This is part of Bar Month on, on Milwaukee, where you're visiting breweries around town. And now we head to the Menominee Valley to visit Third Space Brewing, which is one of those newer breweries. It's been around a couple of years, but it's part of this, this big expansion of craft breweries in Milwaukee. Yeah, in the last couple of years, a bunch have opened up all over town. And in the Menominee Valley, there were two that opened up kind of close to each other around the same time. One was City Lights. Oh, yeah, City Lights, yeah. Rest, and the other was Third Space on St. Paul, 15th and St. Paul. And this is a really big operation, big building that this uh, brewery now occupies. Yeah, and they're expanding. They're like like all of the ones that are, have really found quick success, like Good City and City Lights and these others, they almost kind of can't keep up with the demand. They're at Miller Park now. They have distribution for their cans, so they really have to keep going and growing, which is great for them. And the place where they're, where they're doing their business in the Menominee Valley, this has been really kind of the center of Milwaukee industry. Uh, for years and years and years, and just recently kind of has experienced this decline. But this was a really hot area of Milwaukee for manufacturing, for uh, brick making, right? Yeah, it's interesting. The The site of their building uh, initially was an old Cream City brick brickyard in the 19th century. So a lot of the buildings that you see around town built out of Cream City brick came from right there. It really doesn't get any more Milwaukee No, that's about that, as right? well. I think we're done. We can go now, right? <laughs> right. Um, but then after that, um, the... A company called called Gordner Paschke and Fry built a bunch of buildings right there at that inter- intersection, uh, and made all kinds of metal products. Some of the things they made were like household goods, okay, bedpans, things like that, spittoons. Sure. They made okay. spittoons, which is sort of bar related. Yeah, right? that's about um, as that's like as old timey as it gets. Yes. right? you got your cream city um, brick and your spittoons. They apparently apparently made beer barrels, steel. Oh, really? Beer barrels there. Okay. Um, but the most enduring thing that they made there is they sort of invented, they didn't invent the lunchbox in general because, you know, guys used to carry the sure. to the factory their metal lunchbox, but they invented sort of the character-driven kids' lunchbox with the little thermos in it and all that. Really? Um, yeah, and the first ones they made in the 1930s featured Mickey Mouse and other Disney characters, and if you go on eBay, you can find these, and they sell for like $2,500. Wow, and that was right here in Milwaukee. Yeah, right there in the valley on 15th and St. Paul. And so Gordon Paschke and Fry stopped operating in uh, the 80s. And then some other people moved into some of these buildings. But uh, City Lights moved into one of the buildings uh, that was the kiln shop where they used to cook things in their oven. You know? As you would. As you would. As you uh, would you know. in a kiln. Because they, they had paint shops and all kinds uh-huh. of other things. And that's where they've they've been. And there, it's interesting because it's a neighborhood that now, for a lot of us, we've thought of it as sort of a, a dead zone. But Sobelman's is there. Mm-hmm. City Lights is down the road. Uh, right across the street, Plum Media opened its yeah. headquarters right across the street. And that old uh, casket company, which we spelunked, right? Yes. And then right next to that, there's going to be an architecture firm moving in. It's starting to become a happening place. And I think they're hoping that they're going to be part of that like Lakefront was 
exactly. I was just that, that definitely mimics what what uh, Lakefront did with with Commerce Street. How that was kind of a right, dead part was, of Milwaukee. Right, there was nothing there, and when they moved down there, they were just going to be an industrial building in what was basically an industrial area. And look what happened. And that's not entirely down to Lakefront, but it's in some part down to that. So that's the Menominee Valley. What about the brewery? What was it like inside? Yeah, the brewery is pretty cool. When you go in there, they still have. I mean, the tasting room. Uh, they saved these carts that they used to use to push stuff around and they made the tables out of that. Oh, cool. Um, so they tried to keep a lot of the, the industrial feel and stuff that was in the building. Uh, they have a canning line there now, so they're sort of churning out cans, which is great because that's helping them get into grocery stores and liquor stores all around mm-hmm. the market. Miller Park? I, I, yeah, they're in Miller Park. You can get a happy place at Miller Park, which I is might pretty have done nice. That, yes. um, which seems appropriate to have a happy place while you're <laughs> kicking back at the stadium. But, you know, it's going to be interesting to see it. I went there just before the news of the Trump steel tariffs hit, and which got everybody in Milwaukee talking about Harley, but also what it means for, for brewers having Miller here and all these craft brewers. Um, and they just invested in their can line, so it's going to be interesting to see how that sort of pans out for them and for a lot of the brewers that are doing the same kind of thing. Well, that is Third Space Brewing in the Menominee Valley. A big, big production there. Lots of different kinds of products that they're making. And uh, next we're going to head to the Brookfield area, the, the town of Brookfield, for a much different, much smaller brewery that is pretty much okay doing exactly what it's doing, but there's a really interesting story there. Yeah, it is. It, it's, it's a really interesting contrast to talk to the guy that brews beer there because he comes kind of from a different place. So we're going to check out Baloba Brewing next. We're in Brookfield at Baloba Brewing, and this is, um, it, it is one of the newer ones, but it's its a really small operation, and that's kind of how they like it there, right? Yeah, they opened in 2014 as like a family thing. The daughter was brewing beer, the mom owned the place, the other daughter was running the, the tap room, uh, and the dad built the brewery, and now they've moved to a slightly bigger place. But that's about as much growing as they want to do, which is interesting, because, you know, I've gone to all these other breweries, and they're all just talking about growth and growth and growth, yeah. and how do, you, how do you handle the, the demand? and how do you scale up and all of this kind of thing. And the one thing that Biloba doesn't want to do is scale up. <laughs> <laughs> so they just like the freedom of being able to, to yeah, kind of make what they like? You and- know, the Gordon Lane, who is the brewer there now, uh, his daughter has is raising her family uh, at the moment. So she's sort of taking a break from that. But the other daughter still runs a tap room. Gene Lane still owns the business. He is retired. This is his retirement, you know, and it's, it's not... Exactly a hobby because they're making money and sure, they're, they're, yeah. they're not looking to, to lose money, you know. Right. But he's just kind of happy brewing beer. You know, he wants to, they make about, he brews about 50 different kinds of beer on his 10 barrel system. And that's just what he wants to do. He doesn't want to have to meet the demands of a, a distributor or, okay. or anything like that. He just, he wants, they wanted to open this kind of family run business. It would be sort of a community gathering place in an area where they felt like there weren't many of those. Like yeah. if you didn't want to go to Starbucks, there was really no place for people to get together and chat. So they wanted this place that would have no TVs in it and you can bring your kids and you can bring your dog on a leash and just create this kind of community thing and drink good and interesting beer and, and that's fine. There really wasn't anything like this in Brookfield before. I mean, no real craft breweries, no, no tap no. rooms, anything like that. And Gordon Lane, the, the brewer there at Biloba Brewing, he's got a really interesting past. I mean, talk about being qualified to be yeah. in this line of work. He's uber qualified it's it's incredible because i go to the you know you go to these sort of younger brewers and these breweries with younger people running them and there's there's this sort of urgency and passion and you know the i'm sure stress of of trying to grow and trying to do what you do and get on your feet and stuff but gordon's retired and he he was a home brewer like a lot of these guys were 
But then he went to UW in Madison for food science. Okay. And then he worked as a licensed cheesemaker for, I think, about six years. That's and a unique job. left that to work in the business of food machinery. They made machinery for dairy for cheesemakers, for the dairy business. And then after that, he went to a food science business where they made, like, flavorings and colorings and that sort of thing. And then after that, he became, he got his MBA and he became the head of a company called Bree Malt, which sells Malt to the brewing industry. And then when he retired from that, he sat down with his family and said, well, what should we do? And they said, well, we could make cheese or let's do beer because people like beer and it'll be like a uniting thing. We could have the tap room. <laughs> and I like how those are the two yeah. options. It's like... Cheese uh, or beer, right? Yeah, cheese or beer. <laughs> how much it. more this is like Wisconsin, Wisconsin so right? These are the two things we can do. So really, he comes to brewing with every kind of like facet of the business you could want. You know, the only thing he hadn't really done professionally was brew beer, but he'd done that at home for years and years yeah but he knew the science behind it he mm-hmm. knows the machinery behind it he knows just everything he knows the the business side of it he basically comes to this with everything you could want it's pretty amazing and and because he's not dying to grow he just seems like he's having a really good time and he works a few days a week he checks the beer he goes up to his farm in keel and he rides the tractor he plows the fields for a bit he's they've made a beer from grain and stuff only from their own farm which oh cool he loves yeah doing. you know it's sort of farm to tap i guess right <laughs> and, um, and he says right in the story there that you know he doesn't really want to work any more than four days a week yeah and that's uh, his, where he's at and it it totally summed it up he said to me he you know let me tell you about last week i visited my son i think i think he's in texas comes back checks on the beer make sure everything's going okay goes up north goes walleye fishing then uh, i think he went to the farm for a little while and he came back did some more brewing that's what he's happy doing you know, and that's not and, a bad retirement. And they have, def- <laughs> and you know, the customers like their beer. And Randy Sprecher raved about their beer to me before I'd gone there. So they're doing. I think they're doing it right, and they're lucky to be in a position where they can be completely sort of mellow and zen and having a good time about it, which is nice. Yeah, and again, this is right in the middle of kind of the village of yeah, Brookfield, like right? where the train tracks kind of go through. It's a, it's just north of North Avenue on Brookfield Road. Okay. It looks like it looks like an old village. Well, that is Biloba Brewing in Brookfield. Earlier, we were at Third Space Brewing in the Menominee Valley. You can check out both right on this page here on Urban Spelunking. And Urban Spelunking is produced by Tyrone Miller. Handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab. With support, of course, from On Milwaukee and your membership. You can subscribe to this podcast and all of our podcasts on iTunes or at RadioMilwaukee.org. On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo. Thanks. Thanks, Nate.